Can you hear me? I can. Hello, Hi. Kristen. How are you? I, you know, <laughs> timing of life happens. Right? It always <laughs> does at the best of times. Um, yeah, I well, we'll keep it off the pod, but you definitely yeah. know where my vibe's at. Um, totally. uh, welcome to the Spiritual Travels of a Firewolf pod. Um, I'm excited to have you back, Miss Lady of the Lamps. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's been, uh, it's been some times the last few weeks. It's been some times. And this experiment is the 30 days of the goddess. And I've been so mad at myself because normally when I do a 30 day, I do an everyday pod. But for some reason, it's like anytime I go to record, there's times where it just doesn't work. Like, it'll get interrupted or the audio goes out or and I feel like if it's goddess it's just in flow and that's been hard for me to adjust to but that is where the medicine is and that is what you have to keep sight of also how many planets do we have in retrograde right now I think it's six six uh, (laughs) mercury well the mars thing too so mercury is is getting it right now big time um, and the astrology of that too is interesting and just all the world events that we've had, the timing and the seasons of life, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And you called it, you've been on this podcast, you called the queen, I don't know how many times, um, but you called it and she went under that Pisces full moon. And, and I have to say, like, I nobody can predict anything. Like I don't feel that we didn't, it's kind of obvious she was old, but I honestly thought that Joe Biden would go first. Uh, So I'm a little, I I can't say I got panicked, but it's like, I just, for some reason um, I felt like we had more time to prepare and I don't know why I feel that. And it's not like it's anything bad, but I I definitely feel like uh, the collective has a sense of urgency in the sense of we know that things are going to change real quick, but we don't know exactly what that is, but we feel it regardless. And we felt it, but it's like, Whoa, here it is. Yeah. I mean, my life is very unpredictable right now. I'm just going with the flow. I'm in Arizona right now. I'm just literally following my intuition, but like, when I saw you in Boise and we, I just spent, I think it's a whole week. I did not <laughs> No, we didn't get to see each other hardly. Cause I was gone. Ah, but it's we wild. Did. It's wild though. It's, I mean, Boise is a spiritual center too. That place is, is, is very energetically like there's stuff going on up there. <laughs> everywhere. If you've not noticed everywhere. And, um, Oh, I just feel like we have been in this weird portal. I I, I don't even feel like I'm in my body half the time. Um, and I, and I know that a lot of people feel the same way. And um, it's so strange how all these synchronicities are occurring. And um, we've definitely ascended in some form or fashion in terms of frequencies it's so but we're seeing the uh, like the effects of it 
And um, like I've said before, like how, oh my gosh, it's just hard to even put into words sometimes, you know, um, just like the stuff my family's been going through. And I think a lot of families have been going through in their own way and what we're doing, like we have to deal with our shit now more than ever. We have to deal with the things and face the things and um, make sure that we're dreaming and we're writing it down and we're not playing small. It's going to be really important that we do that, especially come March. I think over this next um, through the holiday season into early next year, we're going to see a lot of changes. What do you think in terms of the astrology? I mean, I feel, I just feel like we were talking about time yesterday. Oh my God. What was you, that about? You sent me the wildest obit. And I, for those who don't know, like you, well, <laughs> you're an eighth house son. So yeah. you, I feel like everybody spiritually connects in different ways. And I know for you, call me, I know people love to watch certain things on TV, but you read obituaries. Is that I have been a prolific obituary reader since I was a child. I don't e- don't even ask me why. It's weird, but I love people's stories. I love old people. I mean, I just love people. I mean... It's just one of those things. And I've just learned to accept that about myself. I am cringe in that way. I read obituaries. It's not cringe, though. It's an eighth house. Like, if I were to be like, what does an eighth house son do do to calm down? And at night, like, reading obituaries. It will. Yeah, that. I mean, I do other things, obviously. But uh, (laughs) I just sometimes, um, I I won't for a while. But then, yeah there's like, I feel like I need to, for some reason. And I stumbled upon this man's obituary and um, he was the lead engineer of the, what was it? The, the world time clock HP. When they set the world to standard time, he was the lead engineer. And it was like, what in the hell? Insane. It is weird. And I was like thinking to myself, well, what is going on with time? Because weirdly enough, the day before I was driving somewhere, I drove to through Arizona. Um, I literally I drove I didn't think I'd be in LA, but I drove from Oregon down California. I thought I was just going straight to Phoenix. I ended up being in LA for three days. Mm hmm. And it was magical. It was like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, it's I guess it's time to try and do this again. Um, But I had this insight that intuitive time, women's intuitive time is the highest form of brilliance. That's what came through my mind. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that's so weird that you say that because that's totally what I've been feeling and just accepting And um, it's almost like just us as human beings getting back into our basic level and frequency of understanding like our body and how it responds with nature, how it's so connected, how everything has always been connected. And there are no coincidences of certain things. And then how over time and in society, we were pushed to do all of these things on other people's time what about our own time 
Yeah. And the time doesn't even exist technically. We we put things on a linear time frame. It's crazy. Well, then I was thinking you were t- we were talking about Hollywood. We were talking about uh-huh. LA. And I mean, I'm thinking the two pillars of time, the two timekeepers of the world, if we really think about it, to be quite honest. Yeah. LA, LA and New York. Yep. They they even have like a New York City minute. Like it's there's a phrase like a New York City minute. And don't forget about London too. I mean, if we want that's United States, but if we want to go worldwide, we we have to go to London. Big Ben. Big Ben. I mean, there's other places, but yeah, to think about, I think really that is uh, very interesting. And I don't know, um, let me look on my phone, what day that man actually died. Um, His birthday was the same as my friend Joseph's. He's a Pisces. March, what was it like? March 3rd. Okay. So let's see. Um, Yeah, that was just super. I don't even know how I even found that i just had this feeling to look i guess but um oh i just took a screenshot but i didn't have the uh the top of it but he his name was lather bodily and he was the hp lead engineer on the worldwide time synchronization project of 1966 this four-year project would literally set the world on time over three and a half years um, he traveled to four different trips to more than 40 nations and over a hundred locations around the world with a flying atomic clock. What the hell? I mean, that is. I mean, what does it mean to set the world on time? Like the world was always on time. The world was on her goddess time. Like she's a goddess. time. And that's the thing that I always think about, you know, especially because my car is so annoying and I always have to readjust the car time to my phone time. And I'm always thinking, what time is it really? (laughs) Does anybody, it's like the Chicago song. Does anybody really know what time it is? (laughs) But it's true. And that's the other thing about it. Um, I guess there's a lot of me that really find has been finding peace and knowing that I don't have to worry about stuff the way that I, I used to. Things will happen in their own time. I don't need to control things. We don't. I mean, we can't. And there's so much peace that comes with that when you just trust that everything will come to you in divine time. Yeah. Or in, and- in however you believe, you know? Well, so I'm obsessed with Joan Rivers. Obsessed. I love her so oh, much. And I, you know, in her final documentary, which I, I think about, I literally think about this documentary so much. Um, you know, she talks about, and it's not nothing new, but that Hollywood is youth obsessed. Oh, yeah. So, but the weird thing, Kristen, is like when you're a comic and you're in L.A., there's this absolute... Uh, always this, I mean, Los Angeles is about time in and of itself. It's a Virgo Aries city, mm-hmm. but it's a Virgo Aries Libra city and literally getting, getting, um, the Mercury retrograde in its 12th house. So, oh my God. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it's a spiritual like lesson for this, this city, you know? Um, but you know, if it's a youth obsessed culture, 
then you're always obsessed with time because it's always like this feeling of like time will never you'll never be in time with youth like you'll always be older every day and every day it and it, it's like you're never gonna win in that situation because it's set up for you to it's like a subconscious failure every single day you wake up right and you look at all these child stars and you know, like yesterday, you got, I said that, you know, I've always kind of felt this sense of, like, Los Angeles literally is a portal city. And you told me that. And I've, I've like, felt that if you really look at what happens there and what has taken place and, like, just the history in itself of it. But truly, like, it's a propaganda factory. If you want to know what's go- truly going on or what, what really you shouldn't pay attention to or maybe should because Hollywood and the politics are all connected so intricately. And it's like, people really never saw that. Maybe they did, but it's so intertwined. It's right there. Yeah. Predictive programming. It's so many things. Um, And then Hollywood itself and, and just, what it leads us to believe is a culture and society. It's so, it's not for us. It's obviously for them. It's to keep getting our money and keep us um, from really understanding our own magic as human beings, as our own selves. You know, um, none of that's real. It's all projection. But there's also things like predictive programming and I guess if you've ever seen it there, it really does exist. Yeah. And I mean, I've worked on movie sets enough to know how completely, how much full of shit they are. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's not that it's not hard work to work on a movie set. It's just that um, you just see th- that they're creating this, like, for example, in New York City, when you do anything related to um, any of those TV shows, like it's upscale, like they'll say upscale New York style, like that's a huge part of their casting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amount of bullshit that I went through with with wardrobe people on things like the Kimmy Schmidt show, like um, where I came in with a perfectly upscale New York look, and they yell, in New York. <laughs> I went to New York, and. <laughs> what a what a general woman would wear on the subway which is usually like a peacoat and fucking tall boots that's what you wear and leggings um and and i got i remember getting screamed at on movie sets um by people who were just really stressed and taking it out on on the background workers you know Mm. and um the pressure cooker the pressure um and also like you know going back into LA from May till now the energy has changed and from May till like the energy cycles it's a portal Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think also when you were talking about the bear the bear energy oh yeah yeah there's been a lot of that and that's that's mother earth and um, nurturing and protection and just um, really going within ourselves and self-love at the highest form. 
it's like Artemis. I think of Diana, Princess Diana, it, oh, man. you know, um, compassion for the self. That's like, I think, so ironic with her and her life, you know. Well, I wanted to ask you, because we have not really actually talked about Queen Elizabeth, and you were like, sending me messages about how all of this kind of lines up um, through the cards of destiny. When it came to Queen Elizabeth and Diana and Charles, how did it kind of synchronize with the cards? Well, okay, so obviously everybody has their birth card and their planetary ruling card. And a lot of times you see people's actual card or planetary birth card come up in other people's. But it's not even so much the person as it is the energy. And, you know, as people age, their energy does wane. And, you know, they they complete these certain contracts and cycles that they came in this life to do, either by playing the high side or the low side of their card. And then there's just the inevitable. But I think we the reason why I saw a lot of this was just looking at the cards themselves and you know she's 96 years old her husband had just died the year prior so i mean that's that's pretty obvious but um okay so let me let me just go to her her cards because it's super interesting uh she is a taurus april 21st so that's pretty interesting it's like the queen of pentacles isn't that hitler's birthday no, his was April 20th. Ah, uh, he's 420. Yeah, she was a king of clubs by birth. So um, with that, okay, so she was a king of clubs by birth, but with a four of diamonds or four of heart planetary ruling card, which are actually, that is my birth and planetary ruling card. I'm a double four, four diamond with a four heart. So when you have a cusp, you can have either energy. Um, And I think she really did have both in a sense. So um, being that, okay, let me, so let me just go to hers. She was also about to enter her Jupiter. And this was something that I saw with Kobe Bryant as well. He was in the last day of his Mars cycle when he passed away about to go into his Jupiter. She would have gone into her Jupiter on the 24th of September But she died on the 8th of September. So the Mm -hmm. Mars is what she was in when she passed. So um, that's kind of interesting. And okay. So with that, the year, she literally had um, the Ace of Spades and the Three of Diamond in her Mars 52-day cycle. She died on a Three of Diamonds day. The Ace of Spade is, people think that's like the death card, which it can be, but it's like literal transition spirit. It's secrets. It's um, secrets. The, it's the, uh, the Magi card. It's the unknown. It is like literal beginning of a spiritual journey. Ace of Spades, the Ace of Swords. Um, It would be the Ace of Club, I believe, because they're, yes, because it is mental. But the swords, it's it's reversed with the clubs and the cards of destiny. So 
her displacement for the entire year was also the ace of spades. Um, she had the, for her Pluto and the result card, she had the six of club, which is the messenger, the psychic card with the king of heart. Um, her Uranus in her 95th year, because I always look for nines and aces and fives when before people pass, you know, in the years leading up to or the year of. And her Uranus of last year had the nine of spade with the king of spade. That's the card of mastery and the card of universal life. You know, so there was a lot of cards that kind of spoke to it leading up. But the fact that she had that and then Charles... So he is um, November 14th, which makes him a six of club. That's really interesting. That was her Pluto card. So he's also got one of those cards that's got the, the double planetary ruling card. So that's the 10 of club and the queen of club. And that's funny that, um, you know, Elizabeth was the king of club as a birth, but she was literally the queen. And then Charles is now the king, but he has a queen of club. So they had an interesting relationship as well. Um, I just wanted to mention that. But did you have any other questions? Well, what if, what if his if her Pluto card is his, I guess, birth card? And that in, in astrology, like... I see that as like sun conjunct Pluto. Would that be like a fair assessment? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. It's like the passing of the baton in a way. Um, if they, I don't know. They're so, this is such a deep thing. It's this really is. Yeah. It's really honestly hard for me to, at this point, I mean, there's like a lot of studying that I want to look at with this because even for him, you know, he is, how old is he? Is he 73 or is he 74? King uh, Charles, let me see if I can pull it up. King Charles. It's just weird. Like, people are like, oh, let's get. Oh, sorry. Oh, he's 73. Okay, so he is 73. So um, he turned 73 last November, which put it at the nine of spade and then the five of spade. So that was in his Mercury and the way it rolls out. So right now, I believe, okay, so he's in his, I want to say, okay, for him. Oh, he is. He's in Uranus right now. He'll go into his Neptune on the 23rd. So you know what Uranus is all about. It's the unexpected. And so for him, he literally had the nine of diamond and the four of spade come in and he has the four of spade again in his neptune his long range for the years the ten of heart which is like the big happy family it's the actor's card it's you know um it's like also the wedding card it's just like lots of people together groups of people but his pluto and his result for the entire year was double queens queen of spade and queen of heart and then his displacement was the six of diamond. And that's all about karma. Any sixes are. And then um, his Jupiter this year was a double six. Six of heart and a six of spade. That's literally the fate card. So 
when it comes to the cards of destiny because i've been thinking about this like why is the monarch so like still to this day why is it just like still holding out right i just you know and people i don't want to say anything bad about anybody because i don't believe that all people are bad or all people are good and people might disagree with the things that the queen um supported and but she served her people people loved her people hated her you know that's just the way it is but she was put on this earth to fulfill this contract and be this role in this life I mean what a life she had I mean we all must say but really you know that's one of those things that I I just it's the tradition. It's you look at these buildings like Buckingham Palace and Kensington Palace, the Marl, the um, what's it called, the Marlborough House. All of those buildings are a thousand years old. You know, a lot of them are at least five hundred years old. I mean, the newest ones are the ones that Queen Victoria and Prince Albert put up. Yeah, you know, in the mid eighteen hundreds. I think that's the place that they live in. That's the only one I went to. I went over to london very briefly on my way back from new zealand and australia when i was living over there and i was like i could go to but i felt nothing there like i mean my i'm sure there's somebody in our lineage but we're we're eastern european so like i don't think i mean weirdly enough croatia like has ties to a king charles one of the king charleses mm-hmm. but i just when i went over there i just it felt like it, like you go to places and you're like this isn't for me and london is beautiful but when i went through the palaces i was like it's just like a smithsonian to me like i just had i could feel the depth but i didn't feel energetically like anything i don't know how to explain it yeah and you know i always think about you know, me and, and like my weird morbid curiosities. And I think, God, does she know how, does she even know how haunted her house is? I wonder like so all the haunted. shit that goes down at those houses. Like, oh my God. you know, with the younger kids, William and Harry and, and their wives, do they ever have like weird paranormal experiences? I know they would never talk about it, but there's gotta be some shit after hours. That there's gotta down. be. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, I mean, but the thing is, London got, I mean, it it got trashed during the war, like trashed. So like, I I wonder if a lot of those souls, like, I wonder if that was also a soul contract, like a renewal, because they had to rebuild a bunch of shit out there. Right, right. But like, people got hanged, like all the freaking time. The Tower of London itself. I mean, just the... Oh, God, you just think about all the shit that people did to each other back in the day and all the religious wars and all the ignorance of humanity that took place. But, um, you know, I'm even like looking at my own. Like I'm um, I did I, like a dumbass. I gave my DNA to ancestry, but it's cool to know. I mean, there's things that I, I would have wanted to know for a, a while and. I had no clue, but I'm like 35% Scottish because I I know I do have like 5% England and Northwestern Europe, but I have 12% Wales. 
and um six percent germanic europe it's six percent ireland but the scotland and the sweden are the most and then the wales but anyway my grandmother is from northern ireland and so you know there's definitely a part of that i haven't been over there some of my other relatives have and my great-grandparents still live there when they died her parents you know so this was just in 03 but i never made it back but i don't feel um a connection to london or england as much as i do other places Yeah, I I honestly, like, the bloodline, there's got to be, like, there is something to royal bloodline. There is something oh, to yeah. the genetic, the energetic genetics of the whole thing. Um, But I don't know. I can't pinpoint it. I don't, I know it's spiritual, but I don't know how to explain it. Um, And... But to me, like, with all that's going on, because I was thinking about, like, I saw you, what, a week and a half ago? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I actually left this morning. So I only got, you came in on a Thursday. I had to leave Saturday morning. So we got, you know, we got to go to your show, which was awesome and do a little bit. But then, yeah, it was two weeks ago today that I left. It's wild. I know. Time has been flying. Um. Yeah, I just feel like it's been so weird lately. I can't even put my finger on it. My The dreams lately I've been having, um, a lot of puzzle pieces have been put together lately. It's hard to even explain that. But I just feel like we are all, I've been running into people that I haven't seen in a long time. And I just feel like we're all having kind of a recognition of things. If that makes sense. Well, it's because of you. So I have actually in my notebook right now, I have a sticker. And it is a quote from Alex Vermas. And she has passed away. (laughs) But the quote is, I'm not a bitch. I'm a cunt. You're the bitch comedy.com so you so I wasn't even supposed to be in Boise I was just going to pass through Boise and figure it out as I went along my comedy journey has just been like me going into towns or me on the way and Jen Adams and Coral who run the lounge at the end of the universe in Boise were like come through uh, we'll give you three three days of feature work and I was, I didn't even think, like, you were the one who was like, now nah, you're going to be in Boise. But it's because of you, because you were reading obituaries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the weirdest stuff. It's oh, wild. But, t- like, okay, so Alex Vermas is a comedian who's passed away. Um, she was in the Boise area, and it was, you, you read her obituary. Never knew this amazing woman I never met her um but it's weird because when I read it I felt like I did and you know it just made me really sad because she was so young and had so much to do in her life um and then I just you know woke up the next day and went about my day and then all of the things unfolded 
And it was almost as if, you know, it's all connected. Everything is, but, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how or why, but, uh, that all lined out. Well, she definitely, I've never met her and extreme respect to her. Yeah, but absolutely. In a weird way, has always kind of been this little, like a guardian angel. And every mm-hmm. time I go to Boise, I always have, I always just feel extra, uh, a responsibility to be the funniest I can be. And, and also like connection to her. Cause every time I go to the lounge at the end of the universe, which is a wonderful club. And I just thank Jen and Coral for right. everything because they're doing incredible work there. But, like, any time I go there, I always have just a really, 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 really amazing experience. And I I was in Boise for all of those days. It, it did feel like a, you know, a flash of time. But it was, there's something going on in Boise that's really positive, I feel. Oh, yeah. There is something about Boise. You know, I grew up here. I wasn't born here. I was born in San Diego. Uh, but my dad is from Idaho, so we moved back up here in 85. And I'm grateful that I was able to grow up here. Um, it's definitely changed, as all things do. Um, you know, but there is something magical about not only Boise, but Idaho. I think the whole Northwest, there's something very magical about the lands up here, you know. Yep. It's, it's hard to explain. It really is. There's different portals here, just like there is in other places. You're in another spot where there's a lot going on down there. Yeah. It, Phoenix, you know, I look at Phoenix, like I'm on all native land and anytime I like throw away trash or get gas in the car, you know, I'm very aware that I'm like, I have a lot of guilt, you know, so I try and be very respectful, but, you know, as a comic, we travel around and part of that traveling around is buying bottles of water that are plastic bottles, you know, and like getting a lot of gasoline. And so like, this is, this is, I know Kristen that this journey is happening for a reason. I just don't know why, but it's been a very, very intense one. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, and I wanted to ask you, since we are in this weird portal, what about the Uranus? Is it the Uranus-Saturn square? We're going to have another um, hit of that in October, right? Let me check transits. Um, Saturn square. I know we're having um, we're having a Mars square Neptune. <laughs> With yeah. that retrograde, and that's going to be, I think, two or three times. Uh, let me see if there's another Uranus-Saturn square this year. Either way, the nodes and Uranus are very, very much still active for us. Um, I think we hit the last of it this past um, spring. Uh, let me see. Because Uranus... Let's see the next one. 
transits wise. Oh, we're going to have uh, Saturn square Uranus September the 23rd. Oh, oh my Lord. So that's coming up. September 23rd, October. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Say that again. September 23rd. Uh, September 23rd. Um, October 3rd through 6th, Saturn square Uranus in the sky is at peak power. The end date is January 24th, 2023. Okay, so we're having this influence throughout pretty much the rest of 2022. Okay, so I had somebody ask me about September 24th, and I realized, okay, that's a King of Hearts day. It's also my neighbor's birthday, cross street neighbor. So happy birthday. Um, but it's also our president's birth card day. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I, think I, I don't know. Uranus is your either way. He's going with the Uranus. <laughs> right? I'm calling it. I'm just saying, yeah. he's, I think we all kind of know though. Cause a lot of the comedy that I've been hearing around the country has been about like, why is he still here? This <laughs> like, is like weekend at Bernie's part three <laughs> or seven. Oh my God. Make it stop. <laughs> it's just so bad there. I heard a cool joke the other, I went to the, I was at the laugh factory. I'm not going to repeat the joke. Cause I don't know, you know, I don't want to repeat another comics joke, but right. it was so, it was basically about, weekend at bernie's with joe biden and it was just so fucking hilarious but i mean let's just state the obvious here it almost is like it's to the point where do you remember that movie in the early 90s called death becomes her with goldie hawn and meryl streep and bruce willis and they had like spray paint (laughs) they fall down the stairs at the funeral if bruce that he was the doctor, he was the husband, and he dies, and they're at the funeral, like putting spackle on their face because it's like falling off in chunks, and they trip <laughs> over the spray paint, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with at this point. Oh my god, that's so funny! I love that I movie. Get some shellac on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking about the zombie apocalypse. We're in so, it, girl. We are in it. We, are in, we have been in it for like 10 years at least. That's, really, that's what we've been doing since 2020. You and I are just like, we're, we're the, the grim. What is the two, do, the two um, Muppets characters in the corner? Oh, my gosh. What's their that's, names? Oh, the old dudes the old that like dudes. sit there. <laughs> Commentators. We're the apocalypse commentators. God, but you know, we're not so crazy anymore, are we? No, and today I had a huge confirmation and I don't know what to do with it, but I'm going to sit with that and recognize that we've, we're have we amongst big changes and we are in a spiritual war. Without a, like whatever, um, I don't even know how to put it into words, but. We're here for a purpose. It's the war of the frequencies. And also, um, you know, I think one thing, nobody knows what the hell is going on truly. I am the first one to say I know nothing. 
I just do what I feel in my heart. And I think that's the only place that you can go where you can't go wrong. Yeah. Well, my heart is saying to take my damn time, but keep on traveling, which is scary. Don't be scared. That's the, that is the worst thing you can do. And I know it's like the human thing to be afraid and, and all the stuff, but you can't be, I mean, you've obviously proven how courageous you are throughout this entire journey you've been on. So, um, I just wanted to say though, those astro Oracle cards that I have, I pulled one because I wanted just like the energy there for our episode. And it's funny. It came out as sixth house sustainability card 44. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And I keep hearing about sustainability, a lot of different, I mean, there's certain themes that I'm feeling and hearing and, um, are definitely there and Libra season should be interesting. So six house. So we are still in Virgo seasons. We're, <laughs> we're entering Libra season this week on, let's see, was it Wednesday or Thursday or yeah, Thursday, Friday, okay. depending on. Yeah. And so that will be the fall equinox for this hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know about you, but I feel like we have been in fall since August. I swear to God, yeah. we've been in fall. Like, <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's really, you know, it's strange to me because I swear to God, it's like the last two years, everything feels artificial, and I don't know, like that sounds kind of weird, but it just seems like nothing seems real anymore. Like you know you think about how seasons used to change and it was kind of this gradual thing. And I live in a place where we do get a lot of weather changes pretty abruptly, but it doesn't feel the same. Like even my um, trees, their behaviors change in the, in the neighborhood, like all, I don't know. It's just weird, but yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Well, I took a video of one of your trees. It was, it was waving the other day. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. And there was no wind. I was looking for wind. I was looking for, and the only other time I saw a waving tree was in Austin, and it was vines. But the, the, what I explained, what, the, how I could logically explain it was it was the vines grew on a music building, like a building that was for um, country music, and it was just from like vibrations from the drums. Hmm. So that's how I explained it. But I think you had some waving trees the other day. That's so cool. And, you know, the other thing is um, polar shift. You've been hearing that? I mean, there's something with that. Yeah. And then Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> So I just think that, um, well, I feel, I shouldn't say I think because it's just not any way to go about it. But I really feel that the most important thing we can do right now is just to really understand who we are and how to heal ourselves and um, let go and realize what's really important and really write down what it is we want, decide what it is we truly want, you know? 
Stop playing small. Yep. I want to be a 100% professional comedian. (laughs) You are. And I was thinking about the sixth house because maybe if that is, because it's hard, Virgos really want to work hard. You know, the energy of Virgo, the energy of the sixth house is like, wants to take all the jobs, do all the things, but maybe that's where the time healing happens. Mm-hmm. Of understanding that there can be a, is there a more feminine form of the sixth house? Well, you think about Virgo, the virgin, purity. I mean, that is goddess in its purest form. Like, I think of Diana Artemis, you know. Diana. I was thinking, like. That's the picture in my room. Oh, that's a beautiful picture. There's a bear in the picture. Dear, I didn't even realize who that was. I just, it, I got that at the Eugene Saturday Market, like, years and years ago. And I just, I loved it so much. I had to have it. I bought it from the artist. It's just a print. And he signed it. Um, and I don't even remember his name, but it it's gorgeous. I need to get it framed a lot nicer. But yeah, that's who that is. I didn't realize that's a, when I was in Tucson, Nikki and I were in Tucson, like, I guess it was 2020. And we, we did an Airbnb so we could get stage time basically between, uh, from Tucson to Flagstaff pretty much. And one of, she has this Oracle deck that I've never seen before. And I can't, I don't know who made it like, and that it's, it's a very old Oracle deck that had been handed down to her. Ooh. And we picked, um, basically it's like goddess archetypes. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that I had picked in Tucson. Artemis. There you go. It's interesting how everything comes full circle. And um, when we were talking, I pulled some more of those Astro Oracles. I just like split the deck and I pulled out the moon and Leo. So the moon is perception. Leo is shine. Underneath is the sun. And then on the other side, I pulled out retrograde, which is review, south node, which is the past, and then underneath was mercury, which are messages. And then um, we got that sixth house, the sustainability. So Leo, the Leo sun card? Mm -hmm. Well, the Leo, just the sign. And that's card five with the moon perception and then the sun itself was underneath and that's source the sun card 18 Mm -hmm. oh wow and you said you had been picking the sun like all the time (laughs) oh yeah that's an interesting pool to have them together with the south node retrograde um with mercury and mercury with the virgo kind of just overviewing the whole, the whole energy of the sixth house sustainability. And, you know, and Virgo seasons where we get our routines, my only earth placement on my chart is my midheaven being Virgo. 
Well, one of the things for you is that Mercury retrograde. I mean, it's the Mercury retrogrades between Libra, uh, Libra into Virgo. And I think when it gets back into Virgo, Mercury's placement during in Virgo was during Leo season. Mm-hmm. So I do think that we're going to be reviewing these certain things that went down during Leo season. Yeah. And um, Lionsgate and that, that whole situation, because I I've also got the wild unknown deck sitting here and I just flipped it over to see what was on the bottom. And it's magician that oh. leopard, you know, with the infinity and you have all the tools that you need. We all do have all the tools that we need truly. And if you haven't noticed how quickly things are manifesting, I think that um, we're really being given another opportunity because maybe things weren't at the right timing before. Things didn't work out before because of, you know, certain timing issues or we weren't ready for certain things to occur, take place. So it is very heavy energy to sift through right now. But I think like when we can just sit back and just let things come to us, like I just try to imagine myself sitting at a freaking shore at a beach and just like let the tides come in. Just get in the flow of things because it's hard to right now. Can't really start anything new. Nothing seems to be really um, going our way with the Mercury retrograde, it's never a time to sign contracts or start new ventures in Mercury retrograde anyway. So, but it is, I'll say this because I have done this podcast during a total lunar eclipse and still went to LA. Oh yeah. I do think, you know, a lot of times we're redoing things during a Mercury retrograde and Mm -hmm. I went back to LA I knew when I was driving through California, like I drove through the top, top of California all the way through, basically. Dang. And when I got to LA, I didn't know that I was going to be there. I let basically goddess tell me or intuition, however Mm -hmm. people want to view it. But when I went through California, it was not a walk through the, it was not easy I drove through fires, like yeah. I drove through devastation. Like I said, a lot of prayers, like it's not an easy state to drive through. You're going through energy. Um, and it's interesting because I've always made fun of Bakersfield and a lot of people do make fun of Bakersfield, but I'm telling you, Bakersfield, I think, receives, like, the ricochet (laughs) of L.A. I really do. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but whenever I get near Bakersfield, I know. I don't even have to look at the signs. I just feel that I'm near Bakersfield. Well, and you know it's near the the Tehachapi Mountains. It's, if you really look at it, it's right, it's actually right next to Tehachapi where I had that crazy experience. Um, but if you look at it on Google earth, yeah, it's literally right between the mountains and the ocean. So I could see where it totally ricochets. Yep. There's weird shit that goes down in Bakersfield. Oh yeah. That whole area. I mean, I really feel California itself. It's so energetic. There's so many, um, vortexes and voids and, 
I mean, and the, the fault lines there, it's in the ring of fire. I mean, geologically, energetically, at a base level, it is just a power place. I mean, yeah. one of Earth's chakras is in California, and that's Mount Shasta. Is that Earth's chakra? I believe it is the third eye. Let me check. If it is, it's all on fire right now. I know. That's like I told you, I had this calling. I wanted to go there. Um, Let me see. It is the, oh, it is the third eye. Wow. Excuse me. It's the root. It's the root chakra. That's even more profound because if the roots are burning and cleansing, it means there is a huge cleanse in the family chakra. Mm -hmm. And we know about that. Which makes perfect sense because literally the family unit, like, okay, if we think about it, I was thinking about LA needs New York, New York needs LA, right? If we were going to think about the United States as a contractual energy, LA to me is actually the abuse of the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. New York, I used to think it was the divine masculine, right? Right. And I'm like, money is actually inherently feminine. And to me, New York represents money, finances. Mm hmm. And L.A. represents, like you were saying, it's the projected image. So if the projected, where did they, I've always thought about this. New York, or not New York, L.A. created Marilyn Monroe, Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Created, like, this is what a woman should be, blonde, Mm blue-eyed. And so all of our lives, like, I don't know about you, but I always felt this pressure And, like, almost this inherent guilt that I was never going to be blonde and blue-eyed. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But even her herself, like, she knew it was all... That's why it was so hard for her, because she was so intelligent and, you know, so intellectual that she hated this image that was created for her. I mean, you look at all of them, they talk about their lives going back. I mean, some of them just made peace with it, but even like Judy Garland and um, I mean, look at Rita Hayworth. It's just all the, I mean, all the ways that women were and people were uh, forced to change their names, be whitewashed, um, become this image of, what was perceived as good or acceptable yeah that's so wrong it's so deep it's so So deep deep. and and just everything and you know how i said there's like all these frogs because i heard all these frogs in the backyard before i came in and i've been hearing this frog for like three days i was trying to find him because he's so loud all day long which is weird um, but it's about cleansing. Frog medicine is about cleansing. So it's super interesting. And it's also about, um, um, it says frog 
medicine person can clean negativity from any environment. Many mediums or clairvoyants who work with cleaning quote unquote haunted houses carry frog medicine. <laughs> well, it, I had no idea. I know it's like a joke that like um you know they said that the frogs um turned gay. That's like the joke. But the reality is like heavy metals and toxins in the environment do create an androgynous effect on frogs because inherently they can become either sex based mm-hmm. on what's required for reproduction. Right. And all of the medicines that we flush down the toilet and hormones and birth control pills and there's so much crap that we have messed up our own ecosystem but it also talks about frog speaks of new life and harmony through its rain song the deep tones of frog's ribbit are said to be a call to the thunder beings thunder lightning and rain the ribbit is the heartbeat that comes into harmony with father sky and calls for the replenishment needed and that's what i think so i was thinking okay so you were talking about the weather and talking about the lightning storm the other day yeah oh my god we didn't talk about the lightning storm (laughs) what happened in Boise with lightning oh my gosh so all of a sudden it just this it's weird in Idaho we get like all four seasons in one day at different times and so this particular day it was not yesterday but the day before which would have been Thursday just this cloud rolls in and it really didn't even rain it was just lightning huge clouds all over and then it passed but it was going on for at least a couple hours of this lightning and um the charge in the air was so strong like I was outside playing my guitar and I could feel it like coming up through my legs I had to go inside and then my neighbor was out working on the roof I'm like you got to get down (laughs) so um yeah it's it's been interesting the last 10 days a week or so and I don't know if it's just me you've been all over so I don't know if you've seen the weird weather well like I was in Oregon didn't by the way everywhere I've gone I didn't mean to stay as long as I did I was in Bend for three days and I didn't know when I got to Bend that they had had a shooting because there's a safe way oh my god they they had the thing is like there's been so many that, like, I can't keep up. And also, like, I stopped listening to mainstream news. Right. So I didn't know. And so there was a lot of, like, energy there to begin with. And then there was a Nine Inch Nails concert there. And there was a shit ton of people there for that concert. Yeah. I mean, I it was like. to go, but it just didn't work out. It, there were a lot of people there for that concert. I, and I felt, I could feel just, it wasn't really weather. It was just energy and right. bend. Mm-hmm. And I went to Sisters, um, which had just a lot of energy to already. Um, but when I went through the fires, and I've been through fires before um, in Cali, but it, they didn't feel normally like when I had the fires come through when I was living in, in the desert by myself, the fires kind of swept over, like all the smoke swept over the house. Yeah, and it's been smoky here, too by the way um the 
the thing that happened for me was I literally saw a fire start because a lightning hit the mountain in front of me and then the fire just erupted. That felt, I could feel like that energy. But when I drove through Northern Cal, it felt like a deep cleanse. Yeah. It didn't feel scary. My guides were like, just keep driving. It's going to be okay. But when I drove through weed, (laughs) it was sad because there were a bunch of like businesses and houses that were completely demolished um, to the ground. And that was really sad. Yeah. It's terrible. Fire is so destructive, but it is so cleansing at the same time. And, um, you know, I went through the house yeah. You know, dealing with that, my dad's house burned down in late July and it was demoed on Wednesday. And so we we're just trying to get every last little bit and just get it cleaned up a little bit before they came. And it was, it's so strange. Such a mix of emotions, you know. Did anything, did you find anything? That was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I actually found more pictures. <clears throat> found my dad's birth certificate, which was awesome. And it was like totally untouched. But I, re- I couldn't go upstairs anymore because the floor is going to collapse. Um, everything that we needed from upstairs was pretty much we got. But no furniture, anything big, really. Um, you know, there were pictures and... But really, everything that we got out fit into a, a trailer, a small trailer, you know. So, but we're grateful for anything. And the fact that the most important thing, which is my brother and his friend, they got out. So anything else is a bonus as far as we're all concerned, you know. Yeah. But it's an opportunity to rebuild and, and have a new chapter in our, our family story. Yeah, it's her. It's well, if that is a primal chakra thing. Yeah. And it's so deep. And um, there was a piano in our family <laughs> that survived three house fires. This was the third house fire, and it stayed with the house. We let it go. It's time to let that piano go. Yeah. Yeah. So, totally. I think that that's very symbolic, too. I don't know what piano, like if maybe down the lineage, like piano players were part of your family. Definitely. It was my great grandma's. And I don't know if that piano was bought in Oregon or Idaho, but either way, it's been in our family for over a hundred years. And a lot of old family photos have been taken at that piano. And um, that's how my great grandma and grandpa met was in, um, so my great, great grandparents played music with my great grandma and they played in the saloon that my great grandpa owned. And that's how they met. Wow. So there's definitely musical history. Your great grandpa has, I mean, your whole family lineage is wild. It's so cool. Like, it. I mean... When I drove through Western Nebraska, there is hit like you can feel the history there. You yeah, just I'd love to go. feel it. 
I would oh, love to go. It's really pretty there. You know, there is something about the Midwest and, you know, just even like St. Louis, the Mississippi River, that's, they call that the gateway to the West, you know, everything West of the Mississippi and how different it is from the East to the West. Oh, I hear wind. Uh, I'm very grateful, Kristen, that you, you're joined me on our, yeah. <laughs> our, our channeling session, really. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, do you have any feelings before we wrap up um, regarding anything we covered today? Um, you know, we covered a lot of ground. We did. And um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm excited for what's to come and, and see the changes that are afoot. I mean, everything's about to change. So people just need to prepare. And I don't mean that in a way that's, like fear mongering. I mean that in the way where we're finally here doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, this is a good thing and it might be hard. It's like something's got to get worse before they get better and it's going to affect everyone differently. But I think the most important thing to remember as, um, as we go forward is just to really rise above and understand that, you know, we will get through whatever we can endure much more than we think we can. Yeah. I think we're, I think you and I are going to be on another podcast very soon. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, um, just, it's going to be a ride towards the end of the year. Um, but I think we're all built for this. That's why we're here. We're built for this. And there's also like more, collective work to do oh there's so much there's always work to do so that's what we're here for and it it never stops and and that's good you know oh well thank you so much for joining today thanks for having me this was a nice impromptu yeah it was lovely and i'm like all vibey now so (laughs) (laughs) here in phoenix Do you want a card for the road for the collective? I've got, um, I've got my lumen, my threads of fate lumen Oracle, which is actually going to be retired soon. Won't be able to buy it anymore. So I'm glad I have it, but maybe I'll pick one. Let's do it. Pull one really quick. See one. What wants to be said? Ooh, sacred sexuality. Damn. Damn. And then the paradox card on the bottom. Mm. Wow. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it too. Where my husband at? <laughs> Where you at, husband? <sighs> well, even maybe that will change in terms of like our constructs of what we believe. You know, I think a lot of things are going to change. So. The most important thing is self-love and loving each other. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I told Nikki we were at the store the other day and I was sitting there and I was like, I don't know why, but I think I'm in L.A. because I feel like my 
there's like somebody here I have to meet. I don't know who it is. Yeah, I think you're right about that. <laughs> but I feel I feel vibes. Yep. So just go to the go to the beach and sit at the shore and see what comes in, you know? And you know, the sacred sexuality is is a fire element card, by the way. You are the fire. And um the it's so funny as a matter of fact because the animal on the on the card is a horse it's the oh. horse and the flower is the rose oh and then the stone is the shiva lingan yo we are all up in this collective collective you know uh, okay so i do think this is don't get me on a tangent don't get me on a tangent rain <laughs> back but I do think we're all coming onto this planet right now because I do believe in twin flames, but I don't believe in twin flames how they're talked about in like general pop. Bingo. But it's like all of the collective, uh, if we're talking about sacred sexuality, then it's like if we think about it from the perspective of Hollywood, they've they done fucked that shit for oh, all of us. Yes, they sure have, haven't they? They don't fuck that shit. And now they're even fucking in even more. And I'm not going to get down that tangent. No, but I don't like, want to today either. But yes, we are on the same page. Yeah, it's like, just let people like be. be. And I think, um, so Dolores Cannon, I don't want to go into another tangent, but she talks <laughs> about the three ways of volunteers. So yep. the first wave was, you know, the the late baby boomers. And then um, the second wave, and that's probably about my generation, our, your generation's second wave. And our job as the second wave is truly just to be. We don't have to do anything in particular. It's just to be. And so I, I think about that a lot, you know. It's not that we don't have you know, to sit there all day and do nothing. It just means that we just have to keep being who we are and being true to ourselves. To be. To just to be. To be in divine timing. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you for being on this podcast, Kristen. Thanks I am for now like me. I've been surfing. It's the last like few minutes. I've just been in like ASMR mode, so I've been like <laughs> riding the ASMR. Good. So <laughs> thank Good. you so much. Maybe this for is me. the start of my singing career. Fuck yeah, girl! I don't have. I won't sing. I'll just talk. Just like audio books or something. You need to be on something because your voice like relaxes the world well i'm glad i can relax the world usually it's other things so (laughs) i love you you. and thanks so much for listening um this is a fun conversation and if you want to find me on lady of the lamps instagram tiktok uh dm me if you want a reading i do not reach out to people for reading so if you get a message from me it's not me and she's an incredible reader. Um, literally the full moon in Pisces. We kept getting the Ace of Swords. Queen of Pentacles. It was wild. Yep. 
It was, and it's going to get even wilder. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. And thank y'all for listening. Have a great day. Bye, Bye. Kristen.